Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Best Ever You Show. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, here with Ken Patel, the chairman and founder, really, of EV Hotel, which is Evolution. Tell me, tell me it again, Evolution. Evolution Venue. Venue. There we go. That's awesome. It's it's so good to be here with you. I know we uh we started the show out laughing about various things in the background, so we're just going to have a, a really fun conversation um, with with both of us here and probably for eh, what do you think 30, 40 minutes? Maybe we'll see where we go. But it's so good to have you here, Ken. And uh, I know we have a mutual friend in common, uh, Brian Esposito. You want to talk about Brian for a minute? Yeah, I mean, one of the best guys on this planet and maybe even Mars, who knows? But, <laughs> you know, uh, Brian and I have been great friends. He's actually also our chief strategy officer in EV Hotel. Uh, but he's more than just the chief strategy officer. He's obviously a partner of mine. Um, we're on multiple ventures and we work very well together. Um, I could literally tell you he is like a best friend to me and a brother. So um, very genuine. It's very hard, Elizabeth, to find people of that sort that you can work with and you can call them a friend. Um, Usually that does not happen. And probably tell you very hard for that to happen in hospitality alone. So yeah, um, he's been a great friend to me too. He's a, he's a story in my new book, the Change Guidebook, and and um, I I met him online on LinkedIn and mm-hmm. have just been buddies since. He's he's a great human being. Yeah, I agree with yeah. you. And so are you. It's it's wonderful. Thank I you. did not know when I first approached you that you were you guys were friends at all. So no. that was random. <laughs> he didn't recommend or anything like that. I just mm-hmm. I randomly kind of approached you too, and and um, we're becoming fast friends as well. It's it's lovely to to meet. You you and actually get to see you right now and talk with you um yeah right back at you yeah so i what i really want to do is give our audience an experience with you Mm -hmm. because you're disrupting the hospitality industry and i think it's so cool and i think this is a really neat moment to be able to explain what you mean by that because this isn't the kind of disruption that's going to make you uncomfortable it's the opposite actually you're aiming to make people so comfortable in your hotels um how how are you doing that what are you doing well you know it it all starts as i would say it starts with the vision as you can see my shirt, <laughs> yeah. you know? So you have to be a visionary. You have to understand what the guests want. It's not what anybody else wants. It's what the guests want. What is the current trends? How do we keep up with the trends? The biggest problem in hospitality for nearly a hundred years is nothing was being done because that's what the guest wants. You know, if, if that was the case, we wouldn't have 1942 telephones in hotel rooms, you know, and <laughs> TVs with knobs. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, the only innovation we've had for probably the last 20 years is from a 19 inch television to a 42 inch television in guest rooms. Yeah. Um, yes, they figured out to say that we're gonna create smart guest rooms and put in a smart thermostat. To me, it's boring. You know, that doesn't 
really do anything for me, nor does it do anything for the guests, right? So with EV Hotel, we went probably 500 steps more than anybody else. We created our own smart devices. There's going to be 12 to 16 different smart devices in each guest room. Wow. Uh, the most revolutionary one in there is going to be the EV Smart Mirror. Mirrors your exact phone onto the mirror. You can look at your calendar, watch YouTube, whatever you're doing for yourself as you're doing makeup for the fellas, for the guys while they're shaving. And it defogs and it has a lot of other features, right? We're always waiting after you take a shower, you're like, ah, oh, that bathroom fan. It's going to defog, right? Yeah. So it's got an automatic timer and it's got an automatic way that it defogs in literally seconds. And, you know, these are things that I wanted. I wanted to know how can we do this brand as the vision of a guest and what does the guest want, right? And then also as to how do we make it more streamlined for our employees? And that's why we have water leak detectors, live en energy management tools. Um, all of the smart devices are connected through our one app. So it's got a chipset in each of the smart devices that connects into this one app. So you're not kind of operating it different ways, right? You're going to be able to control your lights. You're going to be able to control your your curtains, your shears, even your TV. So all of these things, we have the smart shower that scans your body and knows exactly what temperature you should be utilizing for your body as well, for the water. You know, we have the smart water faucet that's non-scolding. So you never have to worry about your kids or young ones getting their hands burnt in any way, right? Um, and that's digital as well. Cool. So, and then we got the smart toilet that cleans itself. And you can, from your app, you can open the toilet seat <laughs> and you can close your toilet seat, right? So these are things that we've done. Um, and these are our own. We created our own smart devices. We created our own technologies. The smart door lock that's got four ways to open itself. Key fob, keypad the digital key, the the real key itself. And so when we look at all these experiences, then we created a crypto trade floor, our partnership with the crypto exchange. That's where you can buy, sell, trade crypto, just like as you would playing blackjack, poker, any of those items, right? Inside of that, we have a revolutionary restaurant. That's by some famous restaurant people that we can't disclose, but, you know, and then we have the NFT lobby. So when you look at NFTs, they're non-fungible tokens, they're digital art. So you now will be able to buy digital art in the lobby as well. And it's an experience at a hotel that takes you around, right? And inside of the room, the bed, the couch, different sort of couch, different sort of seating, the placing now you can there's a place to place your shoes in you know two different spots of placing your luggage this is all about my development mind as to how did i want to develop this brand inside and out and that is kind of what i wanted to utilize and that's why there's so many great partnerships that have come in including amazon 
We're working with Amazon as a partner on the Alexa, the Just Walk, the Amazon One, where your palm is your wallet. So have I taken a technology and mended it with hospitality as a family now? Yes, I definitely have because no one else did and no one else was even trying to. So is it a disruption? I think it is more as an innovation and an innovator with a visionary mindset. So um, maybe people want to call me Elon Musk or they want to call me this being the Tesla as to what Tesla did to the auto industry. Those are great compliments. But our goal isn't to be Tesla and my goal is not to be Elon Musk. Our goal is to revolutionize this industry to help our guests, help our employees. There's a struggle to get employees with the labor situation because the fact employees feel undervalued. They feel like they're not getting paid enough and they're doing more work. So this is a less task-driven system at this brand where employees don't have that many tasks. Their number one task is service. So did you... Thank you for all that. I mean, that, I mean, that's, that's just amazing. It sounds like the best place to stay ever, but you know, I, I have a question for you though. Where did all this come from? Like, did you, did you have a really bad experience at a hotel or something? And, and you were like, I've got to change this all. Or is, were you like this in kindergarten, you know, wanting to, to do things, <laughs> you know, like who, like, who are you to the core? Like, where did this come from? It came from a vision, two article pieces back in 2017. One on automation, one on blockchain, right? And I've been working for people for a very long time, 26 years. This is my 26th year in hospitality. Um, graduated from the number one school in the world. And that's where I have my MBA in international hospitality management. And all I did was work for people. And I, and I realized that nobody wants to build a better hospitality. They just want to follow hospitality. Yeah. Like they want to just follow what is currently there. And they don't see it as, oh, they see an employee leave. Okay, let's get the next one. Put the ad up. Look at the resumes. Let's hire somebody else. Right. But they weren't understanding why employees were leaving. When in 2017, when the unemployment rates at 5.1% and the industry was turning over GMs, turning over front desk agents, turning over housekeepers constantly, constantly. And they thought it was okay. And where when those article pieces came out, I went to the nearest Staples and I said, give me your biggest journal book, okay? And they're like, biggest. I'm like, yes, give me the biggest, biggest one you got here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just want the biggest one. And... On the left side, I put all our traditional processes. On the, on the right side, I put all the non-traditional processes. How do we take the traditional and how do we turn them into non-traditional? That's why EV Hotel doesn't even have a front desk. There is no front desk. There's an experience desk. Everyone has one title, experience employee. So they're empowered. Yep. Yeah, that's... Um... That's pretty cool, actually, to care, <laughs> yeah, to care about to care about people like that. Because you're right. Um, in fact, somebody I'm coaching right now is experiencing that where they're at work and they're just totally oh, and, 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 valued and just not not sure what to do. They don't want to even. They love the job. They just 
the people make the, the higher ups make them feel like they're not valuable. And and the thing is, Elizabeth, look, I I grew up as to why I got into this industry at 15 was because my parents didn't have money. They were working three jobs each while I was a junior in high school and I got myself a job. So they, they didn't have to take on such a huge financial burden. And, you know, I understand what, what it takes to be an employee. I was an employee Good. for a lot of years. So I know what it takes to be an employee. I worked with a lot of employees, you know, so it's very hard for somebody to say that being a chairman, a CEO, because they're normally hired outside of the industry, you know, they're not hired within the industry. So I'm like the guy that grew up in the industry to take it to the next level and understand every single process. Yeah. That's how I kind of feel with retail a little bit with myself. I always, because yeah. I, you know, I grew up in retail. Um, yeah. I grew up, my parents owned a chain of video stores. And so I grew up renting movies to people and knowing customer service and, you know, all that good stuff. And, and um, I was a door greeter at Walmart. So uh, <laughs> I get it. I've served yeah. you. I, I'm trying to, I love that. I, I love that mm-hmm. actually to hear um, somebody in your, in your spot to hear about the jobs they've had, because the reason why I'm sharing what I've done too, is because I think so many people have a, a misconception that you went from here to there with no work involved. You just showed up one day and all of a sudden you were I know. a chairman of the board, you know, kind of thing. And well, you should, you should hear some of the, some of the things they are like, Oh, what does he know about developing a hotel? You know? Yeah. Like, uh, like, let me okay. sit there with you for about four hours. <laughs> right. I, I just, all, all I have two words always I tell people is just keep watching, you know, keep watching. That's all you have to do. Um, you know, I don't have to explain anything to anybody. It's because what that's the whole plan is what we're going to do is revolutionize this industry. And, you know, along the way, you're going to have that 20% crowd. And I think we talked about that on the phone as well. So, yeah, yeah share with share with us. Share so, with. I mean, eighty percent are always going to love you. The twenty percent are going to be holding signs in <laughs> front of every single location you can imagine, right? Because yeah. they they won't believe it, and they're not going to believe it um, till the time comes. And that time will be when they have an EV hotel right next door to where they live or where they are and they want to visit it. And when they come in, they're more than welcome to come in. We'll welcome them with open arms. Um, But we understand that that 20% will be there and they will discredit us for all of the items. And and that's okay. It's okay because we have the 80% behind us and we love our 80% as well. Yeah, the, we t- we talk a lot about that here on Best Ever You, those naysayers. Yeah. Because when you when you let naysayers come into your mind and soul, um, it just is so destructive toward what you're trying to do. And and so, how what are some what are some what's something that you do to block out naysayers? I know I give tools on the Best Ever You network. There are two of them: earplugs and bubble wrap. <laughs> so I say it all day long, earplugs and bubble wrap, you know, that'll help you out. But seriously, what are some of the things that you, you have done personally to block out those naysayers? Cause I know you've had them. I've had them. I have oh, them still, they're everywhere. I, I get them everywhere through email, text, you know, all of that, you know, and, and some very violent text messages and phone calls and things of that nature. But look, the thing is, we, 
I always tell people, think about the positive. Think about the positive because that negative should never outweigh the positive. The positive things that you're doing will just make all of that disappear because the naysayers are going to be there, you know, and they will not only talk bad about you, but they'll also watch everything you're doing, (laughs) you know, so and then they'll talk bad about you. So, you know, it's, uh, and then sometimes they'll even like your stuff. So, you know, it's like a comedy thing. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. So, okay. The other thing I'd like to know is, okay, so there are lots of hotels out there, but I couldn't tell you one of the, I I really honestly couldn't, I couldn't tell you who runs them, what their names are or anything. And that's just me being personally, brutally honest, but I know you and I got your hotel in my, in my brain. I, and, and I, I pay attention to you and I pay attention to what you post in LinkedIn and it's meaningful. And I'm like, well, that draws me in to want to stay there. Like I'm going to actually seek that out and stay there. Um, and want to know you and know what you're doing. Uh, why aren't other hotel chairmen, you know, doing what you're doing? I mean, why, I, why I, are you on social media, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and this is how it all started, you know, and, and when I thought of this, and it was a friend of mine, and I asked her this question, um, and I was like, Rachel, can you name me a chairman CEO of the top five hotel brands? And she's a very prominent person on Wall Street. And I said, I'll give you five minutes. Okay. Put your phone down, upside down, turn your laptop off and look at me for five minutes and use your brain. <laughs> you know? And she's like, I'm not even going to go wait five minutes. After 60 seconds, she's like, I, I don't know. I have no idea. And right off the bat, I thought of when we look at individuals, we think of their brands, right? Elon Musk is number one. Elon Musk, Tesla, Bill Gates, Microsoft, Paul Allen, IBM, Microsoft, Michael Dell, Dell Computers. And the list goes on. The list just goes on, right? Whether you think of the Bumble CEO, you think of you know, um, who who else do we have that are great women that are CEOs or owners? Of Hint, she's a good one. Yep. And yeah. you think of the lady, the Indian lady that's actually the CEO of Waze. Uh, she was a executive oh, with, boy. yeah, with Deloitte, Expedia, all of these companies, right? Yeah. So it's never happened in hotels. It's never, never. You... Nobody knows who Anthony Capiano is. Nobody knows who Chris Nassett is. Nobody knows who Jeff Belodi is. None of these people. You know what I mean? So I blank stare. I'm like, no, I don't know who they are. Who are they, by the way? Just so I don't feel so silly. Who are they? Right. And and within the industry, everybody knows them, right? Within the industry. Because they're all at conventions. They're all speaking. So I, I said... I'm going to be the first one that takes it to social media where when they think of Ken Patel, they think of EB Hotel. And that is the exact formula that has happened here. We have created a following probably of anywhere from half a million to a million people around the world uh, between all of our executives that we have. 
we've attracted athletes, we've attracted celebrities, we've attracted major players like Amazon, uh, Star Jets, you know, um, been part of NFT projects that are revolutionary, developed an NFT community that wants to be part of the hotel brand. So social media was key. And I knew that from the beginning. And I just never, and I know you asked the question why, I don't think they care. I don't think they understand. It's the same movement we've had with technology in the industry. They don't understand. You know, they they don't want to do it. And they set their mind to it that we're not going to do it. We don't care what anybody says. And that's how they operate. You know, and that is the same thing that happened with Tesla and the auto industry, where people said in the beginning, no, we're never going to an electric vehicle. No. Never going to do it, ever. Here it is. In 2022, you had Bentley say, by 24, we'll have all our cars electric vehicle. Porsche came out with their first Taycan all electric. And the list goes on. (laughs) Maserati said their Levente, by the end of this year, will be electric. So what happened to all these people that said no, right? Yeah. They, They had to change. And that is what we are doing we're making it where people are going to change and revolutionize the industry and give it another thought we launched our nft talked about our nft marriott said in december they were doing their nft obviously it didn't do as well because you can't go right into something and think it's going to succeed there's a lot of research and a lot of things that we've done to make sure people know that this hotel brand is the future of hospitality. And, you know, Christian, you're a Christian Dior honoree. What is it? Tell me what, tell me more about that. What does that mean? It, it was, it was an opportunity that was unbelievable to me. I'm very humbled and grateful by it because I told him I'm not, I'm only five foot 10. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but they I'm said, you know, me. I'm five three. So <laughs> I'm a big hair day. That's I'm five yeah. three. So yeah. But, you know, they're like, they didn't want to miss the boat. They met, felt like they missed the boat on invaders and people changing the world. People, Christian Dior, that people don't understand, they're very big on innovation. Yes, they are. They are very big on innovation. And they saw somebody in me that was probably the biggest risk taker ever in hospitality. They're like, you, you've built... Uh, they called it a moat. They're like, you built a moat. And no one has done that in hospitality for nearly 100 years. They're like, everybody followed everybody else. If Marriott did something, then it was Hilton that did it. Then it was Choice. Then it was Wyndham, Radisson. And the list went down. And you had a trend of extended stay get created, right? I created... There's two segments in this industry. It's a leisure traveler and a business traveler. I was the first person ever to create a third segment called a technology traveler. So now I created a third segment. And that's what the brand is. That's what Christian Dior. They interviewed me when they came to my charity event as well. I know it's in process. With Christian Dior, there's a lot of things that go in till the interview gets released. So, But when that gets released... Dior will be all behind it. And they thought 
they thought they did not want to miss the boat with this. They're like, look, what you've done is just simply amazing. And it takes a lot of hours, a lot of dedication. And to even revolutionize the world's largest industry. Yeah. And so they were, they were very thrilled. They were honored. Look, I, I'm very humbled and grateful by it. Um, I mean, they sent me a lot of stuff, so that was even good, but <laughs> I got close. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, I'm, I'm a bit, I've always been a big Dior fan. Look, it goes all the way back to even wearing my first cologne was Fahrenheit. So, yeah. you know, I mean, like we're talking a long time ago <laughs> and, you know, I've just been a huge Dior fan. Look, I was approached by Cicely Paris as well. So I did work with Cicely Paris too. And there's an interview and there's things of that, that side coming out. So, you know, it's more of this, Elizabeth, that what I've done the industry's never seen, right? Like working with these kind of companies, people, the quarterback of the Texans is on an executive team, the DH of the New York Mets, Daniel Vogelback is on our team, Max Garcia, the starting offensive lineman for the Giants. We're working with these sort of people that the industry's never worked with, you know, because they didn't want to. They found it very boring. And the employees are telling us the same thing right now. That's why they're not working. They don't want to work in the industry. I have so many questions for you. I'm going to be random, but I'm just going to keep asking you. Cause we're yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. I'm all, I'm all right. yours. Because it's, you know, it's just a, it's a conversation back and forth. Um, I, I actually would love to add something to something that you said or just like further explain. You put, you had this LinkedIn post and you're like, what would you like to see in a hotel? I can't remember it exactly, but it was like, if you stay at a hotel, what are you looking for? Um, and I honestly, I went into my, my answer got this long. I'm like, oh, you know, depending on this and this and this, you know, and I finally just was like, I just, I'll talk to him. I'll pick up the phone and chat with him. But it was leisure, business and technology. But as a mom of four boys who are now in their 20s, they're now 22, 24, 26, and 28. One of the biggest challenges I had was when they were younger, trying to go somewhere. We could not, the six of us, fit into a, a family type of style hotel room. So is there also, other than like a, a, a resort hotel type of thing, when you're just trying to travel and go somewhere, is there also like a family component where all six of you fit in a room comfortably because it's tricky absolutely. Yeah. absolutely so our suites at every EV hotel range from 800 square feet to a thousand square feet beautiful you know yeah. and that has always been my goal look i've this brand is not in a segment of extended stay it's not in this segment it's not in it's a mixture of all all of them okay? yeah yeah, it's a mixture of all. We don't focus. We don't focus on one item. We don't focus on this item. We, it's not. Is it a luxury brand? Yeah, it's a luxury brand. Is it affordable? Yes, very much so. Yeah. And those two items have not been in the same sense, and now they are in the same sense. And we feel that the brand is for everybody, and it's not. It's like when you go to a casino. You know, anybody can go to a casino. Yeah. You, If you had $10 in your pocket, you still can go to the casino. You know, 
And that's what I wanted to make this brand is that you don't have to be a guest at the hotel to go to the NFT lobby. You can go see the NFT lobby. You know, you can see the lobby itself. You can experience it. You know, there's a sleeping component. And obviously the trade floor, you have to be an NFT holder to walk into the trade floor. But, you know, these are things you don't you don't have to be a guest of the EV hotel to experience the EV hotel. Yeah. Wise move. Yeah, that's that's good. So you can actually walk in and be be welcomed. Yes. Some of these are. Definitely. Yeah. Um, to, for those people who don't, there's still a big crowd of people that do not have a clue what crypto is mm-hmm. and NFT even. Do you want to take just a few moments, even though it's it's backtracking a little bit, and just explain to the audience what crypto and NF, what that even means? Because I know there's yeah. people going to be like, I just don't even. <laughs> yeah, so NFT, I'll start with NFT as a non-fungible token. Um, and it's a, it could come in a digital art format or it can come backed up with utility where NFTs now are being utilized as membership programs. You know, um, Emirates Airline just launched their first NFT. When you buy that NFT, you're buying that NFT where you can get free upgrades, you can get discounts. And things of that nature. So this is, and it becomes a it becomes a source of an investment in a way, right? For these companies, they're a raising investment, but at the same time, they're giving you something in return. And you can go back out and resell this if you're not going to use it. I mean, you could buy it at a point where it could be two hundred bucks. You go back on OpenSea and resell it. You can make four or five, six hundred dollars, right? Right. So. It, it turns into almost an investment for you. It's an investment for them. It's an investment for you, right? And now if we talk about, there's so many different sources of NFTs. There's digital art NFTs. And the, the NFT world is changing. I've been talking about it for two years. Now it's being scaled up in a whole different format. You know, we're launching our NFT. It's going to be launched in nearly two weeks. It's going to be one, it's going to be a top three NFT by the time we're done talking. Yeah. And the crypto side, crypto is a whole nother ball. Game. Yeah. You know, I mean, before the crypto winter, it was a $5 trillion industry, $5 trillion. Okay. Currently it's somewhere probably in the two to 3 trillion, yeah. but People have to get behind it. Look, crypto's not going anywhere, right? Bitcoin's not going anywhere. Ethereum's about to merge now. And you got all these very prominent, but the crypto winter, what it did is it took a lot of your Ponzi schemes out, right? Now you got the real stuff in there. Yeah. And that is where, just think about this, Elizabeth, why I invested into Bitcoin in 2013 was only one thought in mind that I had was I don't want to pay foreign exchange rates. I don't want to exchange my dollar for another currency and I'm losing money, you know? So Bitcoin, now you can utilize Bitcoin wherever you go. Obviously, (coughs) excuse me. Obviously people have to accept it. People have to utilize it saying that we accept Bitcoin. And now there's, There's no hotel brand in the United States 
that directly accepts crypto. We're, we're the first hotel brand directly. They go, there's only three hotel brands and none of them are the top five hotel brands. They go through a company, for instance, like BitPay. BitPay collects the crypto from the guests and then BitPay pays the hotel in cash. But BitPay now holds that crypto. So if Bitcoin went up to $80,000 and when they took that crypto it was 20,000, they just right. made it in 60,000, yeah. right? The hotel only got 20,000. That's all they got. Yeah. They got the cash. So it's the wrong move, first of all. That's why we, for us, is we're direct. You know, our crypto exchange has developed a platform where we can actually take in the crypto. And that's what we're going to do. Look, crypto, the number one thing about crypto prevents fraud. Okay. Prevents fraud, prevents fraud, prevents fraud. And we don't have to deal with somebody stealing our credit card information. We don't have to worry about us losing cash. Hotels don't worry, have to worry about chargebacks. You know, this yeah. is, it's very simple, very simple. Yeah. And I was for, hoping you would explain that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. And for the, for the guests, look, no, there's a very unique key part of your crypto wallet. You lose that key, you lose your crypto. So obviously for the smart people out there and even people like me, I'm not going to say I'm smart, but for people like me, I write my key down and I store it somewhere where I know I'm always going to find it, right? People are like, what if I lose it? You can't lose it because put your number somewhere where you can find it, you know? You can put it in your locker for, <laughs> you know, in your bank locker or something. Yeah. But no one can get access to your crypto wallet without that key. There's no way. It's impossible. Yep. When was the last time something like right now, my bank account, the bank has access to it and everybody else has access to it that works at the bank. You know what I mean? In truth. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the thing is, I like my crypto wallet because there's nobody that has access to it except me. So when I go pay for something, I'm only giving the money. Like if I go to the gas station, buy a bottle of water, now with my crypto wallet, I'm paying them directly, right? Yeah. There's If you use your credit card to pay, it goes from that machine to your bank to another place back to the gas station, right? Yeah. In literally probably three to four seconds. In that time frame, it's hacked. Somebody's got your information. Hasn't life changed? Remember when you used to write a check? Yeah. <laughs> have you ever written a check? I don't know. I'm old. I'm in my I, have, I haven't <laughs> had a checkbook in probably <laughs> 10 years. Yeah. But I, I remember those days. Yeah. I, I definitely, and this is what it is. Look, Elizabeth, 20, yeah. almost 22 years ago, okay, we we're talking about the dot-com area. We were talking in the year 2000 when the century turned, and we thought everything was going to crash. The clock wasn't going to turn. Interesting. But, <laughs> yeah, and what, what happened was Google, Microsoft, Apple got invented. Technology started. Social media started. Facebook started. Twitter started. Instagram started. It's, it's the evolution of the web the evolution of history 
22 years, turn that 20 years later in 2020, that is when crypto and NFT created another evolution. Yeah. Okay. And that's what I keep telling people. Look, yeah, I mean, I mean, I've been involved in crypto since 2013, but sometimes it takes time and it took 2020 in the pandemic. So the pandemic created good things as well. And sadly for all the people that have lost their lives, but, and I have many of them and, you know, and even going into all of that, it's, it's, this is the evolution that has started. People have to get behind it. Look, the Staples Arena never changed their name in the existence of the Staples Arena. And you're talking years of history inside of that arena with the Lakers, the Clippers, all of that, right? And the concerts, the Buzz family. And how did Crypto.com was able to get them to change the name? Because it's the evolution is happening. The evolution is happening. And there's a lot. Nike. We didn't even go into the metaverse. EV Hotel is the world's first hotel fully built in the metaverse. Nike's metaverse right now had 7 million visitors. Okay. 7 million. Um, For those who are listening, because we've got a crowd that spans, what's metaverse mean? Metaverse is, you think of this, right? Is you want to go to Fiji and you're looking at a bunch of photos and you're like, oh, okay, this is not <laughs> telling me anything really. But now the Metaverse takes you inside of Fiji, takes you to experience it live, walk you through different experiences, walk you through the city. That's the Metaverse. It's the real life experience, right? right? You still have to take a shower. You still have to walk your dog. You still have to do the real life things. But now you're not looking at photos. You're actually placing yourself there. Yeah. You know, you're placing to be there. It was just announced yesterday Dubai and Abu Dhabi are the metaverse's first cities in the world. Dubai is spending $7 billion for the metaverse. EV Hotel was back in April was the world's first hotel brand fully built in the metaverse. Yeah. And these are things that I'm doing. And now you can step inside an EV hotel and you can see EV hotel live. Without ever move, like just from right here. What, what yes. equipment do you have to have to do something like that? What's that again? What, what equipment do you need to do that? I mean, you obviously need the VR goggles. Um, we're going to be doing live concerts there. People can go through it and buy NFTs in our lobby. Uh, can see the EV hotel. We're in Bape's world with uh babes. Talk about that too. Talk about Bapes too. Yeah, I'm I'm an ambassador with Bapes. Bapes is the world's largest NFT project. It was named one of the top five best projects at NFT in New York City. We have 20 other ambassadors. Uh, Brian, my partner, he's he is one of the co-founders of Bapes along with Cameron Jordan and New Orleans Saints. The other ambassadors like myself included are, are uh, Larry Namer, creator, founder of E! Entertainment Television. Uh, we have David Metzer. We got Raul Lee, a great dear friend of mine, CEO of One Hotels, SH Hotels. So one of the 
my other best friend, if I stay at a, another hotel, it's always one hotel. And, <laughs> yeah. but you know, it's where I'm part of these revolutionary projects, even another project that I'm involved with an NFT project called is called fit nest. Yeah. It's a revolutionary, uh, fitness, um, um, innovative app that's changed the fitness industry. And then another great one is emojis, another NFT project where I'm actually a partner in it. And I hold the equity stake there as well. So these are things that I'm involved with. I'm, yeah. I mean, people are like, we don't know how you do it. I'm like, well, when you work 18 to 20 hours, there's a lot of things. <laughs> I don't know how I do, but you know, yeah. but we got to keep going. I mean, the thing is, look, many, many years ago, I watched the Never Give Up documentary on YouTube of Elon, Elon Musk. Yeah. If you guys, if your audience is listening, definitely check it out. It's literally 15 minutes. Uh, it'll give you the story of him and his brother started coding business. They took showers at a local YMCA when they weren't working 20 hour days. Uh, and you have to do these things. You have you you want to work a regular job? That's totally up to you. You want to change the world? There's going to be a lot of hours spent in changing the world and helping other people. So, you know, and that's why I'm involved in so many different spaces, right? This is the industry needs an awakening. They need to understand that this is what the guests want. And for three years of me doing this, Elizabeth, the report that took us over the top just happened about two months ago. And that was the Oracle Hospitality Report. And one of the biggest companies, technology companies in hospitality is Oracle. They, in their report, they surveyed, I don't know, five, 10,000 guests. 87% of the guests stated they want high tech in hotels. If I proved my point, <laughs> there's nothing more frustrating like than trying to get the internet to work. When you're sitting yeah. there, especially if you're on a work trip trying to work and the internet doesn't work, you're just like, I give up. No, and, and and I solved that problem as well. We don't have Wi-Fi in the <laughs> corridors. Yeah. What we have is individual connections for each room. So Beautiful. each room has its own router. Each room has its own connection. So I. I've looked in I looked into all these things, so many different processes that I've implemented in this brand. I would sit here for like nearly a day if I told you every single one. Every room has its own business center. You have your own printer, you have your all-in-one PC. So you don't have to go downstairs. Downstairs is your if you think about in Europe, you have these internet cafes. Yep. So now I created a surfing station. So that's where you only surf the internet. It's not your business center anymore. Love it. Lobby. Yeah, love it. All right. Um, I have more questions. Sorry. We're, I make, do you have an hour? Like if I keep you for the full hour, do you have an hour? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I do. I, do. I want to be respectful here. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Be a heck of a video download, but it'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I love it. But hey, I'll be sitting here uploading it to YouTube for hours. Um, <laughs> anyway, the, um, I would love to talk to you about people who would like to work. I've, here's the questions coming. People who would like to work for you. I'd like to talk to you about the topic of change. And I'd like to talk to you about these words, leadership, success, opportunity, and excellence. So I'm going to kind of keep my notes here, but 
people who want to work for you, like they're hearing this, they're like, I'm so inspired by you. Sign me up. I want to work for you. What do we do? I mean, they can definitely go to our website and there's a contact us page. And, you know, that uh, it's evaihotels.com with an S. And, you know, I think we have this global partnership with Arizona State University. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to do. I was the first hotel brand to actually get in front of students and speak to the hospitality program. Right. And we still do it. I mean, we did it. They invited us for a fire chat and we went and just to even tell your audience, look, they didn't pay us anything. They didn't give us a single dime. We got to visit the entire campus. We got to be part of the fire chat. We did it at our own expense because that's what we wanted to do. You know, they didn't pay us to be a speaker. They didn't pay us to put us in a hotel room or a flight or anything. But this is me wanting to give back. And we love to bring on, look, I don't care about people's resume. I care about their character. Yeah, I care about who they are. I could care less if they got a degree or they don't got a degree. So that to me does not matter. So I definitely want your audience to understand you don't have to come work for me if you don't have – you can come work for me Yeah. if whether you have a degree or you don't have a degree. Thank you for being that way and saying that. Because yeah. that that holds so many young people back. The, there's a whole crowd of people that are just like, this is not meant for me. And spinning my wheels trying to find what is. Our own son, he was a senior in college, and he was like, I don't want to do this, Mom. And Dad, you know, I don't want to do this. I'm done. I'm, he quit as a senior in college. And, and he is uh, a senior buyer now for Performance Food Group um, yeah. doing his thing. And he's just a, the best, best kid ever, best young man ever. I got to step up my game call me yeah, I mean, I mean, my kid but you know I, I it makes me happy to hear that because I have people in their 20s and they're you know not everybody's gonna have that degree but you've got some really hard-working people out there who just need the break yeah I mean look there's high school dropouts that are big-time yeah. entrepreneurs Absolutely. college dropouts big-time entrepreneurs that paper is a great paper to have but it's end of the day it's a paper yeah and you have many people that don't utilize that paper. And then the people that spent those four or five years, six years, three years, two years, spending that time, the people that didn't spend that time were able to educate themselves. Do other things. And when they... Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, some people don't have it all figured out by the time they're 19. They don't. I got to give people some space and, yeah. and breathing room to grow up and, and figure it out. There's a lot of us. I know I consider myself very strongly a very late bloomer, very yeah. late bloomer. Um, you know, just, you know, I'm in my fifties putting books out. Some, yeah. Something I wanted to do all the way back in kindergarten. So, I mean, you, you think about this with the NFT world right now, you have NFT artists that are 12, 13, some are 11, making three, 400,000 a year. You think they're going to college? Probably not. <laughs> You're going to teach it. <laughs> yeah. I I think, look, the world's going to change in that aspect as well. The parents want them to go to college and they will go to college. But 
they understand they're not going to college to learn how to make money. Yeah. They've already done that. Yeah. They're going to college to satisfy their parents. And, you know, I think that's a great thing to, to do, but at the end of the day, the course has reversed now. It's no longer they're going to college to learn how to make money. You know, they've already, people have found a way to make money. There's people that are in college right now that are driving Uber. If you drove an Uber and had about, I think it was like, we did the math, was about 20 rides a day. Or actually, I'm sorry, worked nine hours a day for 365 days a year. You would make $92,350 a year. Yep. Okay. You're almost making six figures. Do you need a college education for that? No. You no, don't. No. So, what do you think about um, college for the knowledge part, though? Like the, the some of the things that get passed. Um, I, I think college is knowledge passing. A look, I, I went to college. I have an MBA, right? From yeah. the most prestigious hospitality school in the world. And I worked at the only, my internships were at the only seven star resort in the world. And I tell you, college is a very big component to gain knowledge, right? To understand it, meet people, develop your social skills. You're not going to develop your social skills without college. And you're not going to understand personality behavior. You're not going to gain the knowledge. You need End of the day, we need to be in that lifestyle. Like every kid should be able to go to college because they can experience the college life. You know, a lot of people you meet, there's so many. That's the thing I thought that was so cool about college. There's so many different people that you meet. Yeah, so many. That necessarily. Um, Look, I I mean, yeah, the the parties are great too, but (laughs) you know, we're not going to go there. It's, it's all about experience, right? Like that's another experience to be yeah. part of. Yeah. I mean, yeah, people, when they think of college, automatically they think of the American Pie movie, you know? Yeah. And it's <laughs> okay. not like that. <laughs> but, yeah. But I mean, you know, it's it's the total experience of yeah. how it's, and I've spoken at plenty of colleges as well. And I love how the kids are these days. I mean, they're so smart. And there's, they've got such an innovative mindset that they want to accomplish something and be somebody. And I think that's so great when I see that and the kids in college. So I'm not at for any reason telling people don't go to college. I think you should definitely go to college. And was that you'll hire people, whether they have a degree or not, you're, you're basing everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, personality and all that and and elon musk has said this before as well and he said that 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 piece of paper has no meaning you know there's people that don't have that piece of paper are smarter than the people that do have that piece of paper so that piece of paper doesn't make you smart but it's great to have it you gain the knowledge you There's put in the time and effort and work and so forth. That's yeah, yeah. It shows your work ethic. I mean, look, I'm not going to sit here and say that I got my MBA and it was easy. I mean, oh. I was top 1% of my class. It takes a lot of work to get there. Yeah. You know, it's like anything. But it showed me how to work harder, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I worked full time and went to college full time. And so it was that I that was a lot. 
So, okay, a couple more minutes. Um, tell me to you what um, leadership, success, opportunity, and excellence mean. And if you have more words to, I know we talked about innovation and, and things like that, but go, go with me on leadership, success, opportunity, and excellence. I, I think they go hand in hand. Look, if you're a great leader, success comes with it. And if success comes, there's an opportunity that comes with it. And when you combine all three, you're, you're going to be excellent into what you've done because all of these things are a domino effect. Okay. You have to be a great, great leader and great leaders are educational. They're mentors. They provide those leadership skills that can guide somebody else to the next level. And if you ask any of my team, they'll tell you that Ken is a true leader. He understands everything. He values everybody. And if you ask him for something, you'll always get it. You know, I don't, I have more of a thing as being a listener. I listen more and talk less. Obviously, I, on shows, I talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's my but, thing. It's hard for me to, it's hard for me to reverse that sometimes, too. It's, I, I mean, right now, I, yeah. I'm speaking at a lot of different places. Like next, I'm speaking in a week in Phoenix. Then I go to Miami in the first week of October, then Ohio in November. So people want to hear me talk because they're understanding about the leadership skills, right? Leadership skills come in two different facets. It's how you talk to employees and how you develop relationships, you know, and developing relationships. You have to be a great leader. Having great employees, you have to be a great leader, but it's always about listening. It's how well do you listen? Like if somebody tells you, I don't like my job, are you going to tell them get up and leave? Or are you going to ask them, why don't you like your job? What can we do to make your job easier? What can we do? And usually nine out of 10 times, they're going to be like, I want to get paid more. So they already know, they're telling you, if you're listening, they're telling you that you're undervaluing me. You're giving me more work and paying me less. So from the get-go, you know if you heard that from that person, you need to change your habits for everybody else. And that's being part of a great leader. And that's the listening capacity that we need to have and the habits that we need to create. Beautiful. All right. Is there anything else <laughs> that you want to say before we go? We've been on here for about an hour now. Um, no, no. I, I think, look... Um, the goal here is very simple and what we're, we're out to do and what we're going to accomplish, we're well ahead of our timelines that we actually put out there, even with, I know you saw the announcement of Punta Cana. Yeah. So we're the first U.S. hotel brand and the fastest U.S., I should say, fastest U.S. hotel brand to develop outside the United States. We did it in 11 months. And, you know, I mean, this is what's happening. And we understand the other countries are, are looking at EV Hotel and looking at 
what we're doing and how we're revolutionizing the industry. And this is just not one component. So it's a lot of work in hand. We're not done. There's a lot more that's going to come. So we're just excited for it. You know, and I think uh, the movement has already started. And we always say with the EB Hotel, the future is here. Mm, I love that. Before we go, I want to just um, talk a little bit about people who have passed because, um, you know, time mm-hmm. time is so precious and, um, you know, we're not entitled to time. And I know you take your time very seriously, so I'm really grateful for you. But um, we've had some people pass in our community and I know your grandmother passed. So I wanted to just make sure and and send you our condolences and our love because it you. sounds like it was a pretty tough week for you. Yeah, I mean, it it definitely was. And probably like I would say, what, three, three and a half years ago, I talked to my grandma a lot because, you know, at that time, I mean, Elizabeth, I was probably making money, let's just say more than half a million a year in salary. When I took this jump, you know, my parents didn't approve it they're like and a lot of people didn't approve it but my grandmother said i know you can do it Mm. if there's one person that can change the world and do it better for people is going to be you and so i kind of it always sticks with me and i know that it and she passed away suddenly so that's what hurts even more yeah um and but I know that this brand, she's gonna look down on it, and then we're gonna keep rocking and rolling. I mean, this brand is gonna be dedicated to her. That's what I was wondering if you were gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's good. All right. Well, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry for your loss, and um, I'm thank I'm you. Sending lots of love and prayers and wishes and all that stuff. It just. Um, yeah, it's been a it's been a tough week. I I, I said I wasn't going to mention, but I am. I, you know, because we lost um a, a baseball great here, uh, Mark Latell, who was a huge part of the Best Ever You community. So um, I know the the Royals paused for a moment of silence um, the other day for him and all that stuff because he was a Cardinal and a Royal. And um, but anyway, yeah, it's sad when it's sad when we lose people, but they're forever right here, aren't they? They are forever, forever right here. Big heart. Yeah, and I think people, um, I think the people who passed would love their lives celebrated too. Yeah, uh, you know, they they love. We live on. They live on as we talk about them and stuff. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, it has been um, a privilege to be able to speak with you, and a privilege to call you a friend, and an, an honor to to learn everything about everything that you're doing. I know there's more too. I I feel like I'd have to have you come on for about ten hours to learn every detail. <laughs> everything. <laughs> but we would love to. Yeah, I would love to. Back. Yeah. And um, that, that, I hope, thanks everybody for listening to the best ever you show. I hate ending shows, Ken. <laughs> you know? Thank you for having oh, me. Man. It's such but, a pleasure uh, to be yeah. on, on the show with you. Thanks. Thanks everybody for listening. And we'll follow up with links and all that stuff in the show. But for now, Thank you. we're going to close out. Thanks for being here with us. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.